Very happy to welcome on to the program a guy who has umpired more games than anybody else in Major League history, and now he's getting into the podcast game. He is uh, Joe West. Joe, thanks so much for uh, taking a little bit of time with us today. How are you? Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How is uh, retirement from umpiring, as we mentioned? You're doing some other things, but how is retirement from umpiring treating you? Well, you know, it's helped my golf game a little bit. I'm getting a little bit better. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I've done a few things. That, uh, I've gone to Key West. I've been to Baltimore. I've uh, been to Arizona. I've, I'm traveling a little bit, but I don't have to work when I get there, which is a good thing, you know. Do you want to stay around the game? We see Bruce Fremming at, at Brewers games all the time. He can't stay away. Uh, are you somebody that wants to uh, be around the game moving forward? Well, I've had my chances to go to the park, but I, I don't go. It's not my place to be there. You know, this is my time. My time has passed, so I'm happy to be going. Although this podcast is going to be kind of interesting because we're going to tell stories about all those times and games that I had before. And uh, so I am looking forward to doing that. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I don't go to the park like uh, like Bruce does. Bruce loves it. He, he, he loves it. He loves to be with the fans and everything. So, And he, he enjoys it. He's, he's a cool little guy. Would he, uh, when you would be in Milwaukee, would he come down and visit you? Oh, yeah. He would come down and say hello. He was he was a good friend for a lot of years. He still is. I got to ask you this before we get into a couple more fun things, but I know people are going to want to hear your answer on this. There's a lot of talk about an automated strike zone coming up. And this past Sunday night, there was a lot of attention on the strike zone. Everything I've read and seen, and nobody wants to admit this, everything I've read and seen, it says the automated, the computer strike zone is not as good as the human umpires. But Joe, if... If they ever get to a point where the technology is good enough that the computers could get it right more often than humans, would you? Do you think that would be good for baseball to go to an automated strike zone? Well, I don't know so much the strike zone as is everything else the plate umpire has to do. Can that can that machine call check swings? Can that machine call foul tips? Can that machine tell the hitter to get in the box? I mean. <laughs> We, well, there's a whole lot of stuff that umpire does that no one takes credit for, that no one really looks at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and and it is true. The machine misses more pitches than the human eye does. And we don't have an umpire in Major League Baseball that scores less than 95% on their games. Uh, it's funny because the other day they said that the plate umpire in that Sunday night game only scored 85%. I saw what he scored from what they grade him. So if your machine that's grading it is different than mine, then let's make them both the same so the umpire will know what he's supposed to call. That's interesting. You know, so, so you're saying that the the official grading from Major League Baseball and the stuff we see on social media don't vibe with each other? No. No, the, the plate umpire for the game Sunday night scored 96, and the social media is saying he scored 85. So they're off. That's they're not off. fair they're to the not. umpire, though, right? Like if, if if the talk is that he had a really bad game and he actually didn't, how bad is that for umpires? Yeah, but nobody's saying that. No one's saying that to the public either. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Um, want to go back through your career first off. You you umpired a lot of games in Milwaukee. Uh, the the manager umpire relationship is a unique one. What was it like? Did you like managing games where Craig Council was umpire or was uh, managing? Well, yeah, you got you got to remember, I had him as a player. <laughs> he was he was on the the teams that won in Miami, and uh, I, I think he was one of Jimmy Leland's boys. He, so he learned a lot working for Jimmy Leland, and he was a good manager, still is. So uh, you're lucky to have him. You're lucky to have people that are good baseball people in that position. If if a if a manager that you respect takes issue with a call that you make. Does that change at all how you handle that situation? No. <laughs> You've got a job to do. He's got a job to do, and you have to understand that. I think when I when I started, it used to bother me that someone would say, well, he doesn't like you. Well, I can't, I can't change that. You know, and you don't you don't take this job to try to win friends and influence people. You, you take this job because you love the game of baseball. And you're trying to do the very best that you can, you know. Was there any manager or any, anybody involved with the Brewers throughout all your years that you especially enjoyed your interactions with? Well, I liked playing golf with Gorman Thomas when he went on the celebrity tour. Because <laughs> he, was, he was a fun guy to be around, and he still is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that – that's it. That's a great city. It's a great baseball city. And, you know, and you, Euchre's a good friend of mine. Euchre was there the night somebody threw a ball from the upper deck and hit me in the head. I don't know if you remember yeah. that. But uh, so my wife is walking out uh, of the tunnel to get to the car in the parking lot. And uh, Euchre says, you, you don't really believe anybody was throwing at him, do you? And she kind of cut her eyes in and Euchre said, we better sign him. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you guys are lucky to have him too. He, he was a treat. That that was actually going to be the next thing I asked you about that that night where you got hit in the head, and uh, after that, the Brewers did not sell any uh, souvenir baseballs for for a few days. After that, you guys uh, huddled after that and everything. What? Did you appreciate that from a brewer's perspective that you know it was an unfortunate situation but and they couldn't do a whole lot but at the very least they they stopped selling souvenir baseballs made, for a few days? They made every effort to find out who the guy was and prosecute him but they they couldn't they couldn't get him. So uh, I I don't I don't think it was anything they could have done any different. I mean, they did everything possible to make it safe for you. So um, that's that's just a fluke accident. Somebody that wasn't wasn't being good to the sport, you know. So, um, and I, I'm sure after he threw it, he left. Yeah. So that probably made it hard for him to find out who it was too. So, but I even I had a lot of people call me to check to see if I was all right. Even Bud Selig called me to see if I was all right. He, he apologized for the conduct of uh, somebody there. So that was nice. What was the relationship between the umpires and Bud Selig when he was the commissioner? Well, it, it was it was a little distant because yeah. we we never had direct contact with him. I remember when we we went to with him one time to talk about the replay, and uh, and Mike Winters actually told him says we're trying to fix our obvious mistake we're trying to get everything right and and he really appreciated that i think the thing that bothered him was he's a big packer fan you know 
And he said, I hate watching football. And they go to replay, and they still miss the call. <laughs> and we convinced him that that wouldn't happen. We would get them right. So he he was comfortable working with that. And, he, and you know what? He was a good commissioner. He put a lot of people together to try to – uh, do things and and he, he he loved the game of baseball and that's that's what you need in the commissioner's office. Do you think the replay system works? I do. I think it works, and I I think when we first put it in, there's a lot of umpires that were skeptical about it, but after they got to see how the system works, and all the guys have to go through replay, they realize this is more of a teaching tool for us than anything else, which is good. You know, it's like uh, on-the-job training. So that worked out very well for us. Just a few more questions for Joe West, who is gracious enough with his uh, time today. You umpired a long time, and I know you have a lot of friends in umpiring, so this is going to be probably a tough uh, question to answer. But if you could put together a dream crew, the three other guys that you would really want to have on the crew with you, can you name who those guys would be? No, I couldn't name three. I can name you 30. <laughs> but I couldn't name three. <laughs> I can I can remember we went to uh, Montreal years ago, and the clubhouse attendant was, was mad because Dutch Renner had asked him for something. And uh, he said, the worst crew I could possibly have is you, Joe West, Dutch Renner, Terry Taylor, and Steve Ripley. So the next year, what's the crew? It was Steve Ripley, Terry Taylor, Dutch Ritter, and me. <laughs> and when we came in the first time, he just shook his head. He didn't say a word. <laughs> when you're a crew chief, you get to choose. Like it's a it's a process of choosing uh, your, your group, right? Like you've got a voice in it. You get one pick. They have to give you one. They let you. They let you give them a list of. Uh, I think it's six now. They get. They they'll give you a list of six, and then uh, from there, uh, they have to give you one of the six. So sometimes there's a couple people on the list that that uh, you know are picked by two or three different crew chiefs. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't. I only. I think only the last year I. I sent in a list because I, I said, I'll take anybody you give me. I'm glad to work with them. Most umpires do an incredible job, and you don't get to the big leagues unless you are uh, good at your job. At some point, maybe it was even when you were coming up in the minor leagues. I'm sure at some point in time you worked with an umpire who maybe you didn't think did a good job, or maybe they were just salty or, or tough to be around. You spend so much time with these guys, and you are you never go home except for the vacations in season, uh, but it's constantly on the road. How did you handle a situation where maybe there was someone on your crew or someone you were working with that wasn't your favorite person or favorite umpire? in the world well when you get to the big leagues you you can pretty much stay on your own you can be individualistic but uh, it's tougher when you're in the minor leagues and there's just two of you or just three of you together because uh, then you do have to you have to get along and i mean part of that's growing up too you know uh, i worked with ted henry and ted henry wouldn't room with anybody he'd have to have his own room so it costs more money for everybody when you couldn't double up and you're only getting $500 a month. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, you know, that that's part of growing up. It's part of the business that you have to get through. And, uh, I, I think the thing that bothers me most about, uh, coming through the minor leagues is they don't pay them enough to sustain a living. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the highest paid umpire in the minor leagues is only getting $26,000 a year. That's not enough to live on. So, hmm. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned football earlier and football telecast. You can't watch a football game now without a rules expert being on there yet. Baseball hasn't really done that, and baseball maybe has the most intricate set of rules of any sport out there. Have you been surprised that at least on the World Series they haven't added someone like you to come in and, and be a rules expert? Is that something that if Fox gave you a call, is, is that something you would do? Sure, but I wouldn't do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, they they tried to get Tim McClellan to do that for him, and they and the money wasn't enough for him to to work every weekend of the summer. So he turned them down. Um, but no one's, ever, no one's ever approached me with that because it, it probably, it probably be one of those things where we'll give you this and we'll give you a, a case of golf balls. And uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, I haven't been asked to do that. So, but I, you know, this, this podcast may change their mind. So we'll see. Yeah, you mentioned the podcast. It's um, I used to work with Mike Claiborne in St. Louis. I've known Mike for years and years and years. He's a he's a good friend. I'm excited that Mike's going to be doing uh, the show with you. Uh, the name of the podcast, Fifty Four Sixty, the Joe West Podcast, Fifty Four Sixty, referencing uh, the number of games that you umpired for folks that listen. And it's going to be uh, dropping starting on uh, May second. Uh, what what should be the uh, expectation for listening into this, and what will you be doing? Well, my, my biggest thing is to prove that umpires don't have two heads and they're not monsters, you know what I mean? We're, we're real people like everybody else. And they have real feelings and they have real families, and uh, I want people to understand that. I mean, and and a lot of the guests we're going to have on, they're going to tell humanistic stories and good things. I mean, some of them will be musicians, some of them will be uh, Indian chiefs and so on. Uh, we got Rick Hummel. You know Rick Hummel. He, he, we've already done one session with him. And we've got one with Mark Grace, and we have things coming up. One of our guests is going to be Jackie Autry, Gene Autry's widow, and uh, she's going to tell stories about the executive side of the game. So this will be nice. It'll be fun. Are you still uh, playing music live? Yeah. I still go to Nashville a couple times a year. Well, Joe, I really appreciate that. I'm gonna. I want to see if you'll kind of play along with something here. I appreciate your time. We encourage everybody to uh, to listen to the podcast. I certainly am. Uh, will you throw me out of here? Well, to finish off the interview, will you? Will you? Will you? Will you, will you eject me from this interview? Can you do that? I'll, I'll talk a little junk to you, and can you come back at me a little bit? <laughs> yeah. What What do you want me to tell you that you're living proof that birth control should be retroactive? <laughs> Let's see what you got. All right, Joe. This, Joe, you have done a horrible job on this interview. You don't know what you're talking about. This has just been total trash. I, you need. I don't even know how you even got this podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> I think you're gone now. I'll see you later. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for the time. This was great. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. You take care. All right.